I did start a job this week. Uh, and the job is, in fact, in the same <laughs> building that Sam works in. So now Sam and I both live together and work together and do this hobby together. <laughs> and yet, despite all of that, today I was in the office for about an hour on the first day that both Sam and I were in the office on the same day. And I was like, oh, man, I should go find <laughs> Sam to say hi. <laughs> nice. It had been like, what? Two hours since we had already said hi for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and today I have forgotten how I do this part, (laughs) (laughs) but I know that I am 2% a bird with a superpower. (laughs) Nailed it. Genetically recombined? Do I usually say that? It's been months <laughs> since we've recorded. It's fine. I have been genetically recombined with a bird that has a superpower. There, I remembered it. The bird that I have been genetically recombined with. Oh my god, with. stop saying genetically recombined. Genetically recombined with is a vampiric bog booby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bog booby. A bog booby. <laughs> A bog booby. And it's a vampire. And it's a vampire. Honestly, bogs seem like a reasonable place for a vampire. Yeah, vampiric (laughs) and bog go together well. It's the booby that's the problem. Yeah. The vampires are gotta gotta have boobies. What are they? Explain. Vampires have boobies. Do they? The bird? Oh, no, but they've got real boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Do they? All All of them? them? I mean, men technically have tits that's true they do have breast tissue this is a great question does it still count as a breast if it is petrified like a twilight vampire and therefore unable to lactate wow that sounds a little i was gonna say insensitive but (laughs) insensitive to whom (laughs) i don't uh i'm sure there are plenty of people out there whose boobs don't work (laughs) yeah but they still have the correct structure of a boob do you still have the structure exactly vampire and all of your tissues and fluids turn into diamond and or venom? Does it still count? I guess Edward still has a penis, and we decided that that counts. Are, yeah. Are we deciding that all vampires are Twilight vampires? Yeah. <laughs> when did we yeah. decide this? I, oh, didn't t- okay. I didn't tell you, but yeah, <laughs> that's what we decided. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to catch up. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't follow my extremely coherent uh, train of thoughts there. Yeah. You're right. No, I'm the diving bird. Yeah, those are better. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is uh, a bog booby, like, <laughs> questionable because bogs are, like, particularly not known for having deep water? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> is that where the issue is? I mean, I was concerned more about the fact that boobies are, to my knowledge, explicitly marine birds and bogs are pretty freshwater, mm. I think. Yeah. Also, and? also, I think that vampires and bogs are both spooky, and boobies are the goofiest bird, other than potos, putus, you know, what are those called? Yeah. Frogmouths, yeah. all of those kinds of ones. Mm-hmm. Those are the most go- goofy, and boobies those, are the second most the goofy. The most. Oh, wow. That's like a decisive decision. Yeah, I decided it at the same time um, that I decided that all vampires are Twilight vampires. Oh, I'm sure. making a lot yeah. of executive uh, decisions today. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised that, like, none of the ridiculous birds of paradise made it in there above them. But, you know, that's fine. Well, it's the face that makes it ridiculous to me. Like, you can have a flamboyant body and you're just like, wow, you're just, like, dressed up really fancy. Yeah. I mean, an Andean cock of the rock, though, is pretty silly. I don't know what those look like, but based on the name, I'm sure they're hilarious. Yeah, it's up there. Anyway, who are you guys? (laughs) I'm not a vampire, but uh, I'm Sam. And I am genetic. <laughs> the two options. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm genetically recombined with a mind-reading bagel bird. I just got bird. <laughs> bird. <laughs> just a regular bird. Just, just a bird. <laughs> a bagel bird. I, yeah, I didn't know that was in there, but maybe I mistyped. Oh my god, a bagel. A bird. bagel bird. <laughs> 
I'm just a bagel bird. Is the bird round with a hole reading. in the middle? Yeah. That's scary. It is. Mind reading bagel bird. <laughs> I feel like a I feel like a mind reading bagel bird is just like a gull. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like getting your bagels. Somehow it knows when you're at your weakest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Or just like unfortunately, the only the, my favorite bagel is a sesame seed bagel, and so I am just imagining like a regular ass pigeon, but covered in sesame <laughs> seeds. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's me. Yeah. All right. Well, I am Hannah, and today I have been genetically recombined with a dissolving cave merganser. What? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Where everyone pause. Yeah. How is dissolving a superpower? (laughs) Okay, that's not the part I was concerned about. No, it's like I can dissolve into water and then re-precipitate yeah. wherever I want to be. So that's actually a pretty good superpower. I don't know. If you think about it. I don't know that precipitation is ba- is in the, the description. It just says dissolving. Uh, so I can only do it once. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I can dissolve other things. Maybe. <laughs> if you could just dissolve very tiny amounts of you, yourself for some reason. Yeah. There goes a finger. Oh, I don't think of a finger as being a tiny part of myself. Personally. I mean, relatively. I suppose relatively. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. What was the rest of it? Cave? Cave merganser. <laughs> Birds love caves. Do they? Especially ducks. <laughs> Do they? Is that a type of duck? I don't know what it is. They're like a very pointy duck. <laughs> <laughs> they have really pointy faces. They do have pointy faces. Are they the ones that oh. have like the spiky hair too? Yeah. Like they look a little punk rock? They got, yeah. Like a punk rock duck. <laughs> Band name called it. Yeah. <laughs> punk rock. This is the punk rock punk ducks. Punk rock ducks. Okay. Uh, I was about to say like live from or featuring, but then I realized I didn't know any musical venues. <laughs> live or from the dissolving cave. Other bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dissolving cave. Anyway, um, the reason, of course, we are all part bird. <laughs> It's because we're reading Maxwell Ride, The Angel Experiment, the book that has the genetically recombined bird kids in it. Obviously, of course, everyone knows it. Everyone loves it, including us. As usual, we have read four chapters of this book this week. How about you guys tell us what happened in them? Well, our kids are getting ambushed yet again by cops in all directions. So their only option now is to fly away. Or sorry, is what did I write? (laughs) (laughs) So their only option now is to go up in the middle of this restaurant. And that's exactly what they do. They start flying in the restaurant, causing a huge scene, <laughs> escaping through a window <laughs> in the ceiling. Fun. Fun. Uh, so anyways, fun. Once so fun. out of the restaurant and into the trees <laughs> of chapter 106, we finally get the return of the Erasers. And oh. our favorite bad boy eraser. Finally. Ari. The Erasers surround Yay. the tree the flock is hiding in. Max and Ari talk about their past. And Ari somehow pulls Celeste out of a pocket and taunts Angel with it. And then Angel, of course, wants to go to the bear. Then mind controls the fuck out of Ari to give it to her and scuttles back up the tree like absolutely nothing happened. And then the Erasers just give up and leave. I don't know, man. It's weird vibes. And Angel is defo mm-hmm. evil. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's it. That's all. Angel is super evil. Yeah. So evil. <laughs> She's so evil. So evil. Well, the flock finds a new place to roost in an under-construction high-rise building nearby, where Max, like me, wonders if Jeb is the mysterious director that Ari mentioned in the previous chapter. After going grocery shopping and doing their cute little hand stack, most of the flock falls asleep, but not Max. She, like me, is wondering why Ari stopped the eraser pack and just left. (laughs) She also, like me, is worried about Angel's rapidly developing mind control powers. The voice shows up briefly just to be a cryptic little shit again, and then Max falls asleep into chapter 108, where she wakes up to a muffin and multiple newspaper stories about the flock's conspicuous escape from the restaurant, with headlines like, Miracle or Illusion? Superhumans or Genetic Freaks? It looks like the kids are going to have to lay low for a while, which is surely going to be so good for the plot of this book. (laughs) 
Yeah, as if they'll do that. <laughs> they better not. They better not lay low. <laughs> it's boring enough already. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? So much happened in these chapters. Oh, yeah, like what? Like the erasers came back. Finally. <laughs> We're just skipping a whole entire chapter to get to the erasers, huh? <laughs> no, that's not what I wasn't intend. I just was <laughs> as an example. I didn't have anything to say about that. <laughs> Other than... Sam predicted it from the beginning. She did. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what happens <laughs> when you just predict the same thing over and over <laughs> and over. It's not insanity. It's just you're bound to be right eventually. No. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually it comes true. Look, it's not your fault because <laughs> the erasers showed up every half chapter for the first half of the book and then they just stopped appearing so really it had to happen exactly and my brain works in statistics and you're giving me enough data points to support <laughs> that the erasers are going to show up every three chapters and then it just disappears all of a sudden like i can't inform a model with this inconsistency you're not giving me the data i need <laughs> I was just about to say, the model Sam has built for this book <laughs> predicts that the erasers come back. I would love if Sam built a predictive model for this stupid book. <laughs> I do not like this book enough. I am so sorry. I would do it for Twilight. <laughs> yep. I will not do it for this. Wow. wow. I'm so sorry. James Patterson does not deserve my math. That's a great point. Wow. That is rough. <laughs> Coming from Sam, Hush. James Patterson does not deserve the math. Anyway, in the first chapter, they yeet themselves from this restaurant. But there is like a protracted for this book, by which I mean it was about two paragraphs, um, a protracted scene of all six of the bird kids flying around in this restaurant. Yeah. I wild and confused as to how they fit and how to yep. be dexterity to do this thoughts <laughs> yeah i yeah thought that this restaurant in my brain i thought it was like a not a cathedral but i i in my head i'm like oh this is a really high mm -hmm. ceiling restaurant i don't know why and it was before they started flying too mm -hmm. i just had this vision of them walking into this bougie ass restaurant that has super high ceilings and maybe it was described i don't think it was or maybe my brain just did that but i feel like there was room but not much <laughs> yeah yeah. I also had the mental image of them being in like a conservatory type space. So maybe that came yeah. from the text, but we read that last year, so it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dad joke central over here. <laughs> it's January 20th. <laughs> Listen, I've been in a keg that has really high ceilings, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like. <laughs> True. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes fancy restaurants. They just got high ceilings. And I guess this one does have multiple themed rooms. So clearly there is a large footprint enough for six bird kids with up to 13 foot wingspans, I guess, to, yeah. to hover in though. like. <laughs> um, well, actually, I say pushing my glasses up my face slightly. Are you doing that in real life? <laughs> yeah, I did, just to make sure. It really... Did the microphone yeah. pick it up? Um, <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Because the only bird that can hover actually is a hummingbird. <laughs> so they, they were not, they could not hover. They were flying in circles. <laughs> Do you think they can fly in tight circles? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it does say that Fang is doing circles around the room. That's true. And so, I mean, if you think about it, like, a pretty big restaurant, it's got, like, a lot of floor space, you know? True. <laughs> like, it's not like it's a room with, like, four tables. Yeah, fair it's enough. Probably got more. I don't know if you've ever seen videos of hawks like hovering or like a kestrel hovering or anything, but I learned this today. <laughs> Apparently, they aren't actually hovering. They're doing like what's called wind hovering, oh. where they just face into like a headwind and use the like force of the wind to create lift over their wings. And they can stay stationary in that, but they require like the wind like blowing over right. them. So unless this restaurant is a wind tunnel, <laughs> which I think they maybe mentioned, would have mentioned, um, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Yeah. After I looked that up, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how 
Like, I assumed they were hovering in part because Max is, like, taking in the scene below her. And so I assumed she was just, like, flapping in place, looking down at everyone and watching this happen. And so I was like, maybe I should... If they're not hovering, then they must be flying. And I'm like, maybe there's, like, something interesting about how birds can, like, track prey with their eyes that are while they're in motion because like that's a thing birds yeah do. for sure <laughs> and, and um, is there <laughs> well that it mostly just reminded me of all the things that i think we also went over with the vampires having high visual acuity yeah, which is ring. like their eyeballs are probably like a third the size of their head they probably can't move their eyes in their eye <laughs> sockets <laughs> so they're probably just moving you know that thing in videos of hawks where they like waggle their head a little bit Uh to that's how they have depth perception they like move their head back and forth or forward and back to like try and see the depth of things in front of them yeah rocks do that (laughs) so imagining that's what max is doing while flying through the air yeah for sure just so normal and not at all unnerving yeah um and then also this not a deep dive this very shallow (laughs) dive this dip (laughs) um got me to find maybe one of my favorite my favorite article title that i have read in a long time which is how fast can raptors see Uh (laughs) yeah yeah how fast can birds see (laughs) isn't seeing just based off the speed of light (laughs) Or am I missing something? (laughs) So honestly, this paper, I think it uses light flickering or something. I don't know. I don't know enough about the physics of light to understand what was going on in this paper. But I think the idea is that birds can only see things that are moving up to a certain speed right so like they can see things like clearly that are moving a lot faster than what we can see clearly that makes sense right so like like we see motion blur Mm -hmm. if like a bug flies by but they'll be able to see what bug that is kind of thing oh okay and so i think that that's what they're implying here but it's just yeah, I think I get it, but the phrasing is... <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's pretty great. How fast, how fast could raptors see? I love it. <laughs> anyway, the the answer is very fast, if you're wondering. They can see so fast. Yeah, I don't know how to like understand the numbers that were given or uh-huh. um, what they actually mean, but I think basically what I understood out of it is that a bird that go fast can see fast. Yeah. Like peregrine falcons can see much faster than um, other birds. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go fast, it. see fast. Yeah. Yeah, go fast, see fast. Exactly. You get it. <laughs> I get it. You you get it. I, look, I didn't try and parse this paper very well. I just wanted to talk about the title. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> no, it's a good title. Basically, what I'm saying is that Max can see the people she's flying over right okay <laughs> confirmed that, yeah we got to the answer yeah great <laughs> you're welcome i appreciate <laughs> i know you i know you didn't say thank you but you're welcome <laughs> listen i appreciate you doing your absolute best to try to bring some biology back into this podcast because i couldn't find much uh, yeah yeah i, think it's I have another one talent. but we don't have to do them two in a row <laughs> How did you, like, no, literally, how did you find two things? Like, I read these chapters and I'm just like, well, that sucks. There's nothing else. <laughs> yeah. The the problem is that I always find something, like, several somethings within the first, like, two sentences. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the chapters, I'm like, there's nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, no, I can't space them out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll insert something in the middle then because there, there was a nice little detail okay, that i liked from this chapter um yeah which unfortunately i think has to put like a tiny bit of redemption towards james patterson and his ghostwriter. oh my god i wonder if it's the exact same thing it I probably down. is go ahead um well because <laughs> our listeners may remember that we have been complaining about how little the authors of this book use like the specific traits that they give to the characters. Mm. One of my chief complaints being the fact that uh, Izzy being blind is just like not really a thing ever yeah. um, for good or evil. <laughs> 
And there's yeah. just like a nice little detail in this one where they're in this like presumably kind of tight novel environment trying to fly. And did I say Izzy before? I meant Iggy. <laughs> uh, there's a nice little de- detail of Iggy navigating through this unfamiliar space by putting his hand gently on Nudge's ankle and kind of following her movements, which I thought was a very nice touch. Okay, wait. But is it... Are we... <laughs> Uh-huh. Now I need to wonder what the confirmation they are while flying is again. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm assuming in the specific case that uh, Iggy is slightly behind and below Nudge. <laughs> right, and so Nudge in this scenario is horizontal. Yeah, I think we're assume. I think because of this detail, we have to maybe throw out the fetal position theory. <sighs> So Although sad. I suppose they could be in the fetal position and he could just be reaching up <laughs> to touch her ankle. <laughs> yeah. He's like actually below and slightly in front. <laughs> this is so fucked yeah. up. God, it's still so funny to imagine. It makes me laugh every time. Oh my they're God. like both holding their knees like they're doing a cannonball. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he just, just has one has hand one up. Hand up. <laughs> just like flying around like a couple of winged eggs <laughs> and they both have like very concerned like anxious yeah for sure them. oh my god it's so oh funny. jesus oh, it's still good wild uh anyway sorry what were you saying about I, that no, that was it i just liked it i took like three whole okay. minutes to say that i liked that one sentence wow no it's great i love it that was not what i had Wow, three um, whole things. But it was it was the exact same moment, or I guess the sentence before it, because I similarly we have complained about the writing a lot. Yeah, I think Fang <laughs> smashing through the window in a rainbow colored crash yeah. is a really good turn of phrase. <laughs> it is very good because he bra- it's a stained glass window that he just like catapults himself through. And I, like, stopped and did, like, a double take reading that sentence. I was like, a rainbow-colored crash is good. I like that a lot. I agree. <laughs> it's so fun. Really works. It's so good. It's so good. Anyway. Yeah, every once in a while, there's a diamond in this turd. Is yeah, that how exactly. that expression goes? Yep, that's it for sure. <laughs> that's the one. I guess I sort of had three things. Wow, this is wow. wild. Because... I also wanted to talk about the bird kids getting through this tiny window in flight. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just like goshawks. Have you ever seen a video of a goshawk like flying through teeny tiny holes? I, I think so. No. I've definitely seen some kind of raptor doing it and it's delightful. Yeah. There have been like, I think a couple of videos. I think they were on BBC and then they ended up on YouTube and they've just made rounds of like Twitter or Tumblr or whatever. But it's like someone who... They essentially have like a false wall and they have the person with like a, a, a trained falconry goshawk. But goshawks are like native to forests. So they can do like these oh, yeah. wild acrobatic feats through trees. Like they have to duck between trees while chasing prey like on the wing, you know. So it's like kind of wild what they can accomplish. And so it's like this slow-mo video of this hawk being like launched on one mm-hmm. side of this wall and there's like a hole just like the size of the hawk's body essentially in this wall and the lure is on the other side and so it's just like this hole getting smaller and smaller and then the shape changing to like a vertical slit or like a sideways slit or like a tube (laughs) and this hawk can just like contort its body in like wild ways to not only like get through the hole but to be able to push off from it slightly so whichever way it turns itself it can like hook a talon into the edge or like the twist turns into like a roll that keeps its speed and it's just like really cool to watch and so i kind of want that for the bird kids i want them to be kind of cool getting through this window (laughs) yeah that is very cool i was imagining just like torpedo falling like superman (laughs) Tuck the wings in and do a right. through the hole. Yeah, but yes. That, I mean, that's sort of what the gosh yeah, does. But it sounded cooler um, when you said it. Yeah. The thing about this video, though, is it also is just like, you can see one of the most integral parts is that like the minute it gets out of the uh, hole, it like the tail opens uh-huh. first, acting like a third wing. <laughs> and it's like, well, 
<laughs> the bird kids don't I, have that. I have been kind of wondering how they steer. Yeah, it's like you that like birds need tails. Yeah, do they use their feet? Do they do the plank position and they use their feet to steer? <sighs> how? I, We've been we have this. It's the same problem. <laughs> Maybe. The physics the physics don't make sense. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> The no. bird kids are nuclear reactors, and... <laughs> okay. Oh! Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, maybe I've said this before. I hope they just haven't described it previously, but the bird kids' legs are just, like, bird leg thin. Mm, mm-hmm. Then the yeah. counterbalancing would be fine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> maybe <Yeah>. they... <laughs> Why am I even saying this? Maybe they can retract their legs uh-huh. like, uh, like claws. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> no! Stop! Into pockets in their hips. No. Yeah, they just fold. Oh my they god! Have, they, have, they have extremely <laughs> mobile hip joints, and they just fold their legs up all the way, so their knees are just under their armpits. <laughs> and their feet are at their hips, you know? Oh, I'm oh done. my god. I've played so many... I've played so many poorly made video games where there's like a crouch feature, (laughs) but when you like zoom out to look at your character, it's just that your torso has like filled the same space that your legs are in without anything like folding. So you just have like two legs sort of coming up out of your shoulders. (laughs) Yeah, like that. Exactly. (laughs) And that's sort of what I'm imagining. Yeah, exactly like that. (laughs) Awful. Look, Sam, it's just science. Yeah, I don't see what the problem is. It's just biology. <laughs> no. Uh, John Scalzi's going to write a book about it, and then we'll have to agree. Wow, yeah. <laughs> see, he will make it sound both exciting and legit. Yeah. Hey, I was on board with our dragons, our nuclear reactors. And so when that... Okay, like, but I wasn't. No, but me and Hannah were very much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just would like that on record again. Well, I supported that theory. It's a good theory. John Scalzi it was agrees. A great well, theory. then, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be on board when John Scalzi writes about bird kids folding their legs into their entire <laughs> chest. Mm, but he's not going to. John Scalzi, I know you're listening. <laughs> We're your biggest fans. who only discovered your books last year. Uh. Yeah. And we've only read at most two yeah. of them, but <laughs> but big fans of that one big specifically. Uh, yeah. I guess we should say, Spoilers, I guess. yeah, the Kaiju Preservation Society is the book we're talking about. It's really good. You should go read it. Yeah. There are not good. nuclear dragons in it, but you know, close enough. It's yeah. close enough. There's something related to that. It's close enough. Yeah. The other bird leg related <laughs> biology topic I had was about Max jumping into the air 13 feet. Yeah. <laughs> So at the beginning, before what we, we're doing this in order, as you uh-huh. can tell, before they break through the window or even get into the air, Max complains about not taking a running leap into the air, just jumping straight up. Maybe we've talked about this before. I'm getting some. Yeah, we talked about Safira's mad hops before with her vertical takeoff. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I guess same issue applies here because I did look it up and like birds have to be able to jump high enough for their wings on the downstroke to clear the ground, which granted they have the wing lift True. as they jump. To, so it's like not like a human having to jump. Yeah, an assisted jump. And again, yeah. And Max has a 13 foot wingspan, which means it's like six and a half. True. One wing each. Yeah. Right. So I, I looked up some high jump records uh-huh. and then I looked up vertical standing jumps because those are, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, high jump. Yeah, that's a different You thing. get a lot of momentum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like flip your legs into the air to help you get higher. <laughs> so that's not really probably what Max is doing. Um, That'd be awesome though. But yeah, I guess like a vertical jump, the highest someone has jumped is like four feet, mm. a basketball player. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, I guess that's believable then. If he had wings, yeah. he could probably jump to six feet. Yeah. I think the problem with this now is that it contradicts our brand new skinny bird legs theory because they would need to have sick quads to be able to make that kind of a jump. That's what I was going to well, say. Well, regu- regular. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, th- there's no well, way regular they can birds have, like... can jump with their legs. <laughs> yeah, but. Mm... Uh huh. <laughs> That's a fair point. But um, well, but they have human bodies. 
Yeah, I think like that's, most of their bodies are human-y. Did we establish that they have hollow bones? Okay. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I think they have to. Yeah. They have, have to, have right? We decided yeah. they do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then maybe the jump is feasible with their skinny little bird legs. They are also light, so they have that going for them. <laughs> and if they're yeah. like more legs and torso. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I just got legs for days. <laughs> Uh yes, <laughs> look yeah I believe uh-huh. it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I, sure. like if a regular human with a normal human body density, you know, bones heavy. I do know about bones. <laughs> yeah, bones are heavy. Yeah. Um, and if that if a person can jump four feet with heavy bones, surely <laughs> a a child with wings can jump six feet. Yeah, I think we can allow yeah. this. Especially because Max yeah. does explicitly say that it was kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she doesn't say as it in those she words. Says, but... As long as she's like, ugh, this sucks, then it's fine. Yeah. Well, she does drop alarmingly toward the ground, which I suppose when you think of her only jumping, I mean, only jumping six feet, but only being six feet above the ground is kind of funny. Actually, now that I'm saying that, I am way too much of a weenie to jump from six feet, so disregard <laughs> Not if there's if there's water underneath. That's the only yeah. time. Um, or like one of those foam pits yeah. at like a gymnastics school. Yeah, a trampoline. No, no then I jump you. Yeah, higher. that's too um, scary. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just am trying to imagine me trying to like jump high enough that wings could not hit the ground, and I'm like, it would be so pathetic to yeah, watch. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even do a box jump, so I would jump like a foot off the ground. I think a foot would be like. As much as I could hope for. That would be a good jump yeah, for me, I think. Yeah, I certainly couldn't box jump onto a table. No. Um, no. I bet Julian could be a bird kid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, making over my boyfriend to be a bird kid. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Marvel's new video. Jenna, get on it. We know you're listening. You and John Scalzi, you listen we together. You're listening. <laughs> your triumphant yeah. return to the internet. Turning my husband into a bird kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> God, she would do that, too. Anyway... <laughs> What else happened in these chapters? They went back to fucking Central Park again. Yeah. Yep. A maple tree. A maple tree. tree. I love, love the Canadian representation. Do you guys know what the phrase, you keep showing up like a bad penny means? Because that, Max says that to Ari when he shows up in their tree, at their tree. I've never heard that in my life. Oh, I've heard it a lot. I don't think in I books. have. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's like a saying that I know of. I don't particularly know like what a bad penny is, right? but I know it is a saying and uh, from context clues <laughs> throughout my life, I have figured out what it means. <laughs> so you just keep turning up and I don't want you here. Okay. Well, yeah, I had inferred that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like like a bad penny is just like one on the ground. Like, you just know, you, pennies are used to be all over the ground when they existed. Maybe it's just something like that. I googled Bad Penny, and there's a band named Bad That's Penny, true. so I don't know. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> there's also several songs called Bad Penny. So it must be based on, like, the phrase then. I assumed it was, like, it just keeps showing up, like, in your pockets, and you're like, God damn it, I thought this was a loony. Oh, that would be upsetting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I w- was thinking, you know, when you would get the old pennies that were, like, kind of tarnished, so they were a little, like, coppery oxidized, and it looked like they had uh, lichen growing on them, but it wasn't lichen, it was just dirty, and it- they, like, smelled like dirt. I was imagining one of those. Yeah. And you find it on the ground, and you're like, yuck, this is a bad one. They always come back? <laughs> I didn't get that far, because I don't know okay. what that means. I don't know what it means either, really. I looked it up and it was just like, wow, it's just people you don't like that keep turning up. I'm like, yeah, yeah but what does, why exactly. is it a bad penny? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> There's a lot of things on the internet about this. It looks like it's like dates back a really long time ago and it has to do, uh-huh. it seems like <laughs> I was like mostly right. It's like the fact that like a bad penny's on the ground, like it just kind of keeps turning up. Because you'd always find pennies on the ground. So that's kind of where it came from. But then this one's saying that it dates back to like ancient Greece when coins didn't represent value. They were the values. So like if you cut off a bit of it. Oh, like 
yeah, so like if like the coin itself, so even okay. a bit of the coin was worth something. It wasn't the coin, it was the metal of the coin. And so something to do with like counterfeit currency. Oh. And so like if the coin wasn't perfectly round, like it's a bad penny. So like and yeah. that's just oh. like counterfeit money i don't know how legit this is there's a lot of things here and it's apparently gone back very so far. like it would be from when like the coin was like it whatever like a gram of silver and it was worth a silver was worth a certain amount because it was a gram of silver and so you'd be like hell yeah i got exactly a sil- a, whatever a silver penny and then yeah. you'd show up and they'd be like actually it's not mm. a full gram so exactly uh, yeah okay <laughs> yeah i mean that's what that seems to be the trending topic something along those lines i believe yeah. it to do with counterfeit money than anything exciting thrilling <laughs> thrilling Fun. one would say i guess uh comparing ari to counterfeit money is a little apropos since he you think he's a real boy child? No, because he's a fucking adult no. man now. You think he's an adult man, but he's actually a nine-year-old yeah. mutant child. <laughs> and then you think he's an adult man, but he's actually a child. And then, just kidding, you were wrong again because he's actually a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow, wow. all three of those things at once. Half boy, half Double man, bad half penny. dog. <laughs> <laughs> all night. Um... <laughs> all dad no that i'm not making mcelroy references on this podcast yes i'm glad we solved that yeah (laughs) that's wild that you haven't heard it before though i feel like it comes up in maybe okay hold on you read a lot of historical romance yeah i was gonna (laughs) say maybe it's because it's a ye olden time yeah (laughs) phrase i mean maybe i just like never paid attention to it but like I don't have a memory of hearing this and nor would I like go out of my way to say to someone you keep showing up like a bad penny. That seems so weird to God. me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if I did that? <laughs> Just going around. You said that to <laughs> I think me? I'll bring it back. Yeah, now I kind of want to. <laughs> no, I said imagine if I started doing that. Just like to anybody. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, that's what Sam is going to say to you when you keep showing up in her office at, at work. her office. <laughs> <laughs> She's following me. You keep turning up you like a bad penny. Like a bad penny. <laughs> yeah. You you have to say it in an old timey voice. Yeah. <laughs> right now? No. Uh, no. Yes. Just when you do it to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'm really bad at get out of here. I don't want. Yeah, I can't. I don't. I'm gonna embarrass myself. I embarrass myself enough. We can. No, I'm bad at them too. I'll just embarrass myself anyway. (laughs) Um, more stuff happens after that. I think. Yeah, we get some Ari backstory where we finally get to see his like actual motivations a bit for the first time, which is character development, I guess. Yeah. And. The TLDR, I mean, it's not that L, but if you DR it, um, (laughs) if you didn't read it, Uh uh, Ari seems to be resentful of the fact that he was trapped in the school just like all of the other kids. His dad didn't pay attention to him. His dad was like only paying attention to his prize mutant children. And then they all ran away together and Ari was left behind without his dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of weird that like every other time Ari has been around, he's just been like a ravening beast. Yeah. And then suddenly he's like, having a whole ass conversation yeah (laughs) you know and he's like holding back the other erasers from being revenant beasts yeah like i wonder if maybe he got brain chipped mind like i I mean he's certainly brainwashed in some way or another right yeah whether it's through sci-fi technology or just like the regular ways that brainwashing actually happens to people he's definitely been abused and conditioned because like every other time we've complained about it's like why the hell are they just letting this monster man (laughs) just like almost kill their bajillion dollar experiments Uh like what what are they even doing here what is going on this is terrible (laughs) experimental design what is happening and then now (laughs) because they did that so many times before it's just like why now is it more normal like this feels more like what should be happening yeah (laughs) but why now (laughs) Yeah, it's still a weird change in tactic for 
because uh, um, for anybody who might not remember previously, it has basically just been all attack with the erasers, right? They show up, they try yeah. to eat the bird kids or whatever. And this time they show up, they surround the tree, Ari does his little like taunting backstory and then they leave. Yeah. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I don't get it. I don't yeah. understand it either. So strange. Like, why? It's just, there's, ah, it's going against all the data. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like This it. model is breaking down. <laughs> ah, I can't predict what's happening. <laughs> God Normally damn that's outliers. a good thing in a book, one could argue. God damn it, yeah. liars. Uh, yeah. Erasers, George. <laughs> this box plot is going to be crazy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, one, thing that, one thing that I found interesting from this is we learned that Ari has, like, dark curly hair. Um, I can't remember what Jeb looks like, but for some reason, I don't know why this is sticking to me so much. Max has straight blonde hair, and we know her mom is Latina. And yeah. if Ari is like emblematic of his father and has dark curly hair those are both dominant traits oh. so how did max come out being blonde they could both hair? have the recessive yeah. blonde gene there's a 25 percent chance i was okay i was just about to say yeah they would just have to <laughs> I both was just have to say, it both my parents have dark brown hair oh really yeah. uh, <laughs> but my grandmother has like tawny like blonde or had i guess on my dad's side she had like tawny blonde hair oh. and all of my dad and all of his brothers have dark brown <laughs> all hair all of your dad all of my dad <laughs> how much of your all dad of my dad's fam- <laughs> all of my dad's family <laughs> all of the mans yeah. have uh dark brown hair but me my brother and my cousin all had like golden blonde brown hair until we got like older yeah you have pretty light <laughs> yeah. hair so there recessive yeah. science that i can't recessive genes recessive genes yeah must, wow. be it. must be it um i don't know anything about genetics let's do a punnett square real quick <laughs> real quick do a punnett square we'll okay. have to try to figure real out what quick. deb looks like <laughs> i feel like he just has brown hair you know yeah it's just like generic white person yeah yeah speaking as a white person with brown hair pretty generic <laughs> i thought your hair was green yeah it doesn't grow like that though what <laughs> i wonder who ari's mother is presumably it's not yeah. dr martinez who we spoiled ourselves and we know that is max's mom in case anyone's forgotten. right but we don't know if she's ari's mom no and we also don't know if jeb is ella's dad that's true for some reason, I not. have assumed, yeah, yeah, like I'm assuming that Ari has a separate mom and Ella has a different dad, but I think that's just because it would be more upsetting if that wasn't the yeah. case. Yeah, it feels like there was some sort of deal made somewhere with Jeb having one kid, yeah. uh, Dr. Martinez getting to have the, the other child, and then the third one ends up the experiment. Uh. <laughs> I hate that. You know, like the worst, the worst sort of deal. Literally awful. (sighs) Yeah. Yuck. (laughs) I mean, the other part is fine. I feel like I've read normal and healthy stories that have like two queer couples that are like one of they're going to have two kids and one will go with one queer couple and the other one will go with the other couple. Yes. No, the gross part isn't. (laughs) Is the experiment. Yeah. The gross part is the experimenting (laughs) on your own child. And yeah, divvy- why divvying I... up your children for parts. <laughs> yeah, hence why I wanted to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> the gross part is the experiment on children. Yeah. Part. Yeah, no, having a, a, a non-traditional parenting arrangement isn't inherently gross. No, um, only if experiments are involved. Yeah, it like, it's gross if you abuse the child. That's a problem. Yeah, wild. Yeah. Glad we cleared yeah. that up. <laughs> yep, anyway, do we think Jeb is the director? <laughs> I feel like, I mean, he's the only, yeah, he's the only character from the Institute, really, right, so far? Yeah. I guess they could introduce a new one, but that's lame. Yeah. Like, I I feel like it'll be like, oh, yeah, Jeb was the director, hence why him taking you away to the house was never, like, actually informal. (laughs) Although, for some reason, I do have it in my head that the director is a woman. Okay, wait, I also have that. I was just thinking that. Yeah. I I feel like there's a woman involved somewhere. There's a really insistent part of my brain that's like, no, it's a woman. Um, 
and I don't know where that part of my brain is getting its information, but it is, it's really, uh, yeah. really insistent. Yeah. So maybe they will introduce a new character. I guess the director of the Institute is probably in New York City oh. where the Institute is, and therefore is not right. dead. I mean, Gasman yeah. also thinks Jeb is the director, so, like, we wouldn't be wrong. True. Yeah, I, th I thought it was just Max thinking that. Oh, maybe Gazzy thought something else. In this chapter, it just says, who is, Nudge said, who is it? And then Max is like, I wondered if it was Jeb, our fake father. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, that's my bad. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I like their cool airy that they make at the end of this chapter. They, like, like a nice clear little out a building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some construction workers are going to show up tomorrow morning and be kind of confused, yeah. but that's okay. My, uh, I had some friends living in Toronto who were living next to like a condo building under construction, uh -huh. and they said that when the wind blew from a certain direction, the building would just scream <laughs> while oh it was under God. construction because the wind would just like whistle through it. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't super loud; it was just like distant, distant wailing. screams. Oh my and God. so I'm just like, wow. I wonder who was just full of bird kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh my just God. screaming the night yeah. away. Yeah. Lying low by screaming in the top of an unfinished building. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. I believe it. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and then the vo voice turns Max's brain off like a light switch. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's concerning. What if Angel's the director and she's mind controlling everybody? Oh. That, no. <laughs> but <laughs> is the uh -huh. voice coming from the director? Maybe. Because that, that makes the little uninformative man in my head who gives me ideas go, hmm, that was the stupidest See, I... possible way I could have described that sensation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, something in me is deeply like the voice's Jeb. Yeah. Like, for, so, for some reason, I, my your, internal man. In your my little head man who lives in your head and tells you yeah, things. Yeah, is like, no, it's Jeb. Mm. For sure. Mine doesn't think it's Jeb. Interesting. But. Our men are in disagreement. <laughs> our, our, our head men are in conflict. <laughs> you know, I feel like usually people um, refer to this as thoughts or memories. Yeah. Not. Like your conscience or... Yeah, not us. Not a little man who lives in your brain. <laughs> There's a little guy who just lives um, up there and tells me things. Yeah. yeah uh, I should probably tell my therapist. <laughs> hey, therapist, what does your little man in your head tell you about? Does everyone have a little man who lives in their brain and tells them things about Maximum Ride? Yeah. Surely no. a universal experience. Yeah. <laughs> Max does. <laughs> See? Me, Max, N equals two. That's Same. enough to do a stat on, yep. right? Yep. No. no. You need Sophie to estimate a standard Don't deviation. <laughs> So Sophie has a man too. That's three. <laughs> I um, do not volunteer for this study. <laughs> oh no, that's okay. This is the school. We don't need your consent. We're just gonna do no unethical experimentation on your brain. Wow! 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 Great! What a good book this is with so many interesting <laughs> things to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Um, Max gets breakfast to bed the next morning, and I don't understand why i again i don't understand why it's a bad why the bird kids don't want to end up in newspapers yeah because they've been told that it's bad <sighs> yeah probably because jeb told them yeah so. right yeah i guess they're also <laughs> teenagers and teenagers often have like an inflated sense of their own importance in the world uh -huh. so they might have a little bit of that going on too. That's like, well, everybody's gonna want to do things to us, and it's like probably most people. Well, are not. they are bird kids. Yeah, but most people I are gonna be like, wow, that's like... crazy. I'm gonna take a selfie with them and leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, but everyone does want something. That's true, I guess. <laughs> when have human beings taking a selfie ever left something alone after? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of animals would disagree. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> I forgot how much people are like you that. You forgot what humans are. I get yeah. it. Um, my little man doesn't want to think your, about it. Your little man. <laughs> God, this is weird. I really hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> Hannah started. I'm tired. I'm sorry. It's yeah, that's fair. coming out weird. <laughs> yeah, I I do hope that into the like it says in the, as we move into the next chapter. I guess we should wear disguises. Yeah, like glasses and funny noses. And I I really hope that's what the next chapter. Me is. too. <laughs> they go to the dollar store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, party and city. They get those like slinky yeah. eye glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's Fang cute. gets an eye patch. Yeah, for sure. Iggy gets the slinky eyeglasses. Mm-hmm. Iggy can just wear like a one of those Halloween masks that they say you should oh, yeah. absolutely not wear this on Halloween because it has terrible visibility. Um, because it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, and then Gasman can have those weird like Coke bottle. Oh yeah, glasses. Uh-huh. But the fake nose and the mustache though for Gasman, yeah. I think. Yeah, I've run out of novelty glasses. Angel can have that too. Nudge. Nudge can have the 3D glasses. Uh-huh. And Max has aviators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's cool. Because she's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, speaking of what I hope the next chapter will wow. be. Shall oh. we guess what's in the next chapter? Seamless. Yeah. Seamless. Amazing. Okay. So, chapter 109. Oh, wait. I forgot to say what we do, which is that I read you a sentence. Any sentence? Of the next chapter. <laughs> Just any sentence? Yeah, any of them. <laughs> one random sentence. No, the sentence. first one. Oh. And then uh, any random sentence from okay. the rest of the book, and you have to tell me what happens next. That's kind of funny, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm going to read the first sentence, so you have to guess what happens. So, chapter 109, your sentence is, That afternoon, we had to venture out to get food again. They venture out to get food. in disguises yeah there we go nailed it yeah perfection doesn't need anything else i'm really stretching (laughs) it's only half a page so yeah you probably don't have to guess that much but the next chapter chapter 110 is in part six of this book oh finally (laughs) which is called who's your daddy Who's your mama? No. no. Yep. Too late. We're already here. Can we stop reading this book now nope. instead? Yeah. No. I don't want to have to say who's your daddy. Me neither. For the next well, months. you can. You don't have to. You just have to guess what's going to happen okay. based on this sentence. Okay. That is so cool, Nudge said approvingly, as I turned to let her see the back of my new jean jacket. Wow. <laughs> they go shopping. Yeah. Wow. wow. I hope there's a montage. Me too. That would be fun with 80s music playing over yeah. it. Somehow. In the book. Yeah, in the book. It like opens and like a card. Yeah, like, that yeah for sure. Song. <laughs> yeah. And girls just want to have fun starts uh-huh. playing. Anyway, chapter... 111. <laughs> Up this high, I could clearly see the outline of Manhattan. That's so they, high. Why are they flying yeah, do you again? Think... <laughs> yeah. They're flying so high. Like They're birds, though. Why are they so high? Is, but what is, mm-hmm. what is going on? What is the point? <laughs> <laughs> what's the point of anything? Well, if you really think about it, what's the point <laughs> of any of it? it? Yeah. Over. If it helps, this chapter is even shorter than the first oh one. My so, oh my god, we're gonna have <laughs> great guess, even though you. T- yeah, don't worry. The next one is slightly longer. Um, chapter one hundred and twelve. <laughs> your uh-huh. <laughs> your sentence is the ocean. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Oh. It just says the ocean. Period. <laughs> what the fuck? God, this Where do you think book they're is doing? Terminable. They're becoming penguins. They're the ocean. They're water birds <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, they're becoming boobies. I was, yeah, I was like, I realized penguin, not the best <laughs> marine bird to use in that example, but it was just <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind. But I, it still counts. It yeah. still counts. I think this is the, maybe not the chapter, but it's the scene where we circle back to my weird remembrance is that somebody can talk to fish. Huh? What? Literally one of the bird kids can talk to fish. And I don't remember who, but I remember them being at a beach and I think it's Angel. And she's like, I can talk to fish. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably Angel. Gross. Yeah. But Gasman also feels like a strong contender. Yeah. Anyway, that I just that, I think that's what's gonna happen. Oh my god. <laughs> well, well, at least like... that'll give us something to talk about. How do you talk to a fish? Wow. 
Is, is that a start to a joke? No. I don't know. They just wave. <laughs> what did the fish say? Blub. Um, <laughs> no, uh, That's four chapters, right? <laughs> that we guess. I mean, yeah. We guess four chapters. Probably. Like a biology? Like how do fish communicate? Uh-huh. We can talk about that next time. No, they just wave. No, that's okay. the ocean. Okay. Oh, and sorry. that will be our next episode. <laughs> stay tuned yeah stay tuned for more of that um anyway let's talk about what else we're reading (laughs) i read bookshops and bone dust which about a month ago i told hannah i would never read Mm -hmm. (laughs) you couldn't make me no it was like a week ago you said no i will never read that and then like two days ago you're like wow i read this book it was great Um, no we have the receipts it's when sam mentioned that they were selling this book which as we've established was november (laughs) yeah and then i out of the blue out of nowhere get a text from her just being like yeah buy both from the special edition because fairy (laughs) special editions and at first i was just like oh she just changed her mind like uh she just she wants both i didn't realize until like today that sophie had actually read this book (laughs) but anyways yeah Look, I'll never, I would never read it. And then I got it as a skip the line loan at the library. So then I read it in three days and cried and immediately told Sam to buy a special edition for me. Yeah. For your trophy shelf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Anyway, the other thing I started reading is I can, I have a job now where I don't have to just write all day. Oh. So I started, I started an audiobook today, guys. Wow. It's like the first one I've listened to in like a year. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and it's I started reading How the Multiverse Got Its Revenge, oh. which is the sequel to How Rory Thorne. Wait, let me check. Destroyed the multiverse? Destroyed the universe. universe. Multiverse? Multiverse. How Rory Thorne Destroyed the Multiverse, which I... I think that was one of the first books that like got me back into reading oh. back in 2020. Like I think I had only been rereading books and then I picked up Rory Thorne and I started reading books again. Wow. <laughs> and I really liked it and I haven't read the sequel even though it's been out for a really long time and I'm having a good time with it. Um, so that's my review thus far. Incredible. That's what I'm reading. What about you guys? <laughs> um, I am currently reading... Uh, Bear Town by Frederick Bachman. It's one Yay. of Hannah's favorites. And then I am Yay. reading The Absolute Chaos, that is Shark Heart by Emily Haybeck, <laughs> which, if you don't remember, is our January Midlight uh, Book Club pick. It's wild. I just. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to feel about this book, but every time I read it, I feel <laughs> nauseous. So there's that. Oh, no. <laughs> Have you gotten to the unsafe dive practice yet? No, she just signed up okay, for scuba diving. You'd know. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. She just signed up for her open water classes. Mm, did she, though? <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> did she sign up for classes or did she just buy dive gear and jump in the ocean with it? Oh, she hasn't done Good. that yet. <laughs> no, you'd know. You'll know. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Spoilers. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's a book about a man turning into a great white shark, y'all. I, 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 <laughs> I don't have It doesn't get else. clearer than that, I guess. <laughs> it's just... Clear as yeah. mud. Like, I don't have any issue with the concept. <laughs> it's just the, the description is, I think, a little bit too much mm-hmm. for my tummy to handle. I just don't like it. My brain Ugh. is just like... It's a little... <laughs> It, it's a little more body horror-y than you would expect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From a literary fiction, yeah. Yeah, that's why I feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, very <laughs> valid. I liked it, but I'm a weirdo, I guess. <laughs> I'm I mean, a creep. I'm... Um... <laughs> I might still, but we, <laughs> yeah. we, we got a little ways to go. Uh, I'm only 26%, so we're, we're getting our way through there. And then I'm just re-listening to House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Mass in preparation for House of Flame and Shadows, which I have pre-ordered and I'm mad about because apparently the bookstores have already released it and it's like eight days early. Oh. 
That so. happens so often to you. <laughs> I thought for a Sarah J. Mass book, they would be more careful. Right? Like I thought it was one of yeah. those bigger releases, but there are people across TikTok. I think it's mostly in the States that already have access to this book. And I saw someone say that they went to their Indigo and it was there too. So I'm just like, if Dang. we go to Costco on Thursday and there's a copy there, I will probably buy it. Because I can still technically cancel my pre-order. But anyways, that that's That happening. is so wild. It's so yeah. wild because, like, I used to work at Indigo. And, like, I remember, I forget which Percy Jackson book it was. But one of the Percy Jackson books was coming out while I worked there. And we had, like, boxes upon boxes of it in the storage area that we were working in. And it was, like, on pain of death, <laughs> you weren't allowed to open those boxes until the day yeah. it was stocking day. You know, like, they had, like, big labels, like, do not touch these. The security cameras are watching oh them. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's like, why did it change so drastically? I guess pre-ordering is what changed it, is they were like, well, you know, we can just release it whenever because... People aren't going to pile in to buy it the first day. They're going to pre-order it. But like even for those midnight (laughs) releases back then, like when Deathly Hollows came out, I still had to pre-order it like before going to the midnight events. Like it was same with Mockingjay. It was Deathly Hollows. And I think it was Breaking Dawn. It was like you still had to like pay ahead and essentially pre-order it and bring your like pre-order ticket with you to the midnight event but like there was no releasing these books any sooner like so i don't know what has happened and like with sarah j mass i was like well she's popular enough there's no way that they'll release it early and yet now they have and i'm just like i'm whatever about it because the book is 43 dollars, and i got it for 24 dollars with like all my (laughs) discounts and pre-ordering so i'm like whatever fine but I'm just like annoyed that it's like it's not supposed yeah. to be until January 30th. And I saw people on January 18th who already had copies of Whoa, it. Because apparently like geez. Safeway in the state started That's releasing wild. it. I know. I was like, what? Anyways, I'm just grumpy. I almost feel like understandably maybe it's that I feel like this has to do with like a staffing, you know, like yeah. not wanting to pay as many staff so maybe they just like instead of having everyone in like they probably don't have as many overnight staff as they used to to like stock shelves or whatever maybe and so they probably like do it a couple boxes at a time over the course of like a week because they're like whatever yeah that could be it or maybe there used to be like legal penalties for releasing a book early and now like they can't enforce them because book sales have gone down maybe yeah I don't know. But anyways, it doesn't matter because I'm still yeah. re-listening to it. So I can wait. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. There what about Hannah? Um, I, I don't have that. M- m- well, okay. Whoa. I don't, I don't you, think I have that much. Are not reading any books? I don't have that much interesting to say, I guess. I did read in the interim A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking by T. Kingfisher because, of course, I read another T. Kingfisher book recently. <laughs> and at the moment, I am finished that and trying to, like, get a few more chapters into Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by Susanna Clark. I'm at about 460 pages of this 860-page book. Dang. So. Good job. You You're doing it. I started it in 2021. <laughs> wow. And then I just, <laughs> just put it down for like a year and a half and refused <laughs> to admit that I'd stopped reading it. Um, so I picked it back up again because I want to finish it this year. And it's weird because it every time uh, I pick it up and I start reading it, I enjoy myself and I have a good time. But yeah. the in-between times, I'm like, oh no, this book is so stressful. Too intimidating. Too intimidating. And then I'm listening to An Inheritance by Christopher Paolini, which is the last book in the Aragon series, I guess, before my I was going to say, not anymore. Yeah. It was, it's the conclusion of the Aragon storyline, I guess. Sure. And that is a 31-hour audiobook for some reason. Ooh. Wow. Inheritance? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of books. It is not that deep, my dude. It it is literally just Aragon. (laughs) It's so unnecessary. How many chapters in the later books do you think Aragon wakes up into or falls asleep in? All of Uh, them. I haven't been paying attention. (laughs) I feel like it hasn't been as bad. There's certainly been some. 
And also starting in the second book, um, it alternates uh-huh. with Roran POV chapters. So oh. there's like a little bit broken up between the two of them. And like this time around, I've noticed for sure that more chapters are ending on cliffhangers and then moving to like the next character's POV. Dang. So he's definitely picked up some some new tricks of his trade. Ah. Uh. I miss the falling asleep out of chapters, though. It was <laughs> Max did it in this episode. What are you even talking about? Yeah, but I miss it with Aragon. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about Aragon all day at work today. So, like, clearly there's something in these So, books. like, a normal day for Shut you up. is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, those are the books I'm currently reading. But a thing I could be reading next is That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming, which is going to be our February book club book for uh, the midlight book club exciting i'm delighted by this uh, yeah absolute nonsense of a title i, I got the audiobook today Ooh. which i feel like is a choice <laughs> i mean i didn't have a choice the libraries <laughs> only have the audiobooks for some reason but me deciding that i will in fact be listening to this book on audio format is a decision that i have made uh-huh yeah yeah uh my library didn't have it at all so i had to spend my real dollars on it dang but i could not bring myself to buy the physical copy for some reason that seemed to bridge too far so i have the ebook in my possession maybe you'll like it so much that you'll want the i copy later. honestly might just love it and have to collect the entire series we'll yeah. find out tune in next time or maybe the time after that depending on how quickly i get to it yeah when <laughs> When Fairy Loot does a naked hardcover with embossed text on it, um, then we'll, well, we'll all buy it. God, why have they not done more naked hardback romance novels yeah. and just like made a pun out of it? I feel like people would eat that up. Because they'd have to like guilt them. Yeah. And also people don't buy hardcover romance novels. Some people do. Isn't that the whole point okay. of isn't that the whole point of book of the month? I so do. you can get your romance novels in hardcover? Yeah. I, I was like, I think just straight standalone romance, they usually historically they have not made hardcovers of them. No. They're usually all like paperback. Yeah, like straight to mass market. No, but the girlies want their hardcovers. Yeah. <laughs> We've been over this. What is romance as a genre though? I don't know. <laughs> Probably this. It's called uh... That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon, and there's a couple of people inches away from making out on the cover i think this probably counts it could be platonic there's no romance suggested in the cover there kind of is next time i see uh-huh. you i'm gonna touch your face like they're doing on this cover and you tell me how platonic no. it feels <laughs> <laughs> no touch face. no touching imagine if you touched your friend's faces like that that would be wild i'm they're sure like, some people, some people do. probably in do. my culture quebec <laughs> Yeah, what do they do in yeah. Quebec? All, all of that, oh, yeah? kissing both cheeks, Ugh. the forehead all over. Yuck. Anyway, <laughs> that's all with that. All right, yeah. If you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider <laughs> rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at MidlightPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr, and Blue Sky. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And Max's voice now channeling my therapist. Worry is unproductive. Damn. Is that going to stop me? (laughs) It's never stopped me before. Never once stopped me before. (laughs) I can do all sorts of unproductive things. Just watch me. I worry so much that my not worrying, decatastrophizing my catastrophizing is now productive for me. So ha! Wow. You did it. Yeah. You did it. You circumvented this. (laughs) Take that, voice! <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that what the little man who lives in your head says? No, no, no more little, little man's man in, in my head. I'm ending my recording now. <laughs> <laughs>